Good day. I'm Martin Webb, and welcome to the Climate Report for Thursday, January 26, 2023. The Climate Report broadcasts and podcasts on KVMR-FM and at kvmr.org every second and fourth Thursday at 6.30 p.m. On today's show, we peel back the curtain on just how much investment money in venture capital is flowing into the climate action sector, as well as how robust the job market is for those seeking to make a difference with a career change. Please note all Climate Report shows are archived at KVMR's podcast page online for re-listening and sharing. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions, feel free to email climatereport at kvmr.org. Well, it's easy for the average American to be unaware of just how much motion is happening behind the scenes when it comes to climate action and changes within business and industry. There are also a lot of people curious about perhaps making a career switch. And we have here some interesting news that details just what is out there available for jobs in the market, as well as just how robust the venture capital sector is supporting climate action. One of the best resources for both of these is a site called Climate Base. Climate Base specializes in being a hub for climate action jobs. They also send out regular information based on venture capital investments. And we thought that it would be worthwhile to show you what is happening out there. This is called Recent Rounds from Climate Base, where they provide a breakdown of the latest climate tech funding rounds because where there is funding, there will be jobs. This is from a couple of weeks ago, and here are some of the recent rounds just to give our listeners a sense of how much action is happening. Nashville, Tennessee-based renewable energy provider Silicon Ranch raised $375 million in funding, which brings its total equity fundraising amount to $600 million just over the past year. Then in Wisconsin, a battery recycling company, Serba Solutions, raised $245 million in growth funding, which will facilitate the closed-loop EV battery recycling supply chain through Serba Solutions processing facilities. Then there's Kenya-based small-scale hydropower company, Virunga Power. They raised $50 million from Gridworks, a UK government-backed investor in Africa's electricity networks, to continue providing power to rural Africa through run-of-river hydro projects. Swedish electric heat pump company Quantum raised $44 million in Series B funding to accelerate growth and production power and bring to market its latest generation of electric heat pump systems. Then we go to Stockholm, where Stockholm-based materials innovations company Exiger raised $40 million in equity funding to continue developing new materials, like its zero-emission material called Powerfoil, which can transform any light into energy, not just direct sunlight. Here in California, San Jose-based robotics company Erones raised $39 million in Series A funding to continue developing its remote-operated wind turbine maintenance robots that clean and inspect wind turbines so humans don't have to. 
Let's head to the East Coast, where New York City-based alternative protein producer Liberation Labs raised $20 million in seed funding for its precision fermentation technology. How about India, where India-based company EcoZen raised $10 million in additional Series C funding last week. The company offers solar-powered cold storage solutions to improve the efficiency of the perishable supply chain. Back to California, Santa Barbara-based second-hand shopping platform Benny raised $4 million in seed funding to expand its browser extension delivery channel, setting it apart from other second-hand online retailers. In London, the deep tech startup Black Bear raised $2.5 million in seed funding for its smart label technology that censors food freshness and thus reduces waste. Singapore-based materials developer AlterPax raised $1 million in pre-seed funding to continue making materials out of food waste, specifically spent grains. And then in Paris, a France-based company, Arcadia eFuels, raised an undisclosed amount in a recent funding round which will be used to produce low-carbon fuels for aviation. Now, that's a lot of different places and a lot of different products. So let's recap those just to really underscore and give KVMR listeners a sense of how much action is happening. So again, we had a renewable energy provider, a battery recycling company here in America, a small-scale hydropower company in Africa, an electric heat pump company in Sweden, There is a materials innovation company in Stockholm with a zero emission material that transforms light into energy. In California, again, we have remote operated wind turbine maintenance robots, New York City alternative protein producers to reduce meat intake. India is working on solar powered cold storage solutions to improve efficiency of perishable supply chains. In California, they're working on a second-hand shopping platform to reuse and repurpose instead of buying new. London is working on labels that can sense how fresh food is and reduces waste. This is a huge part of climate emissions. And again, Singapore is making materials out of food waste. And then we go to Paris, working on low-carbon fuels for aviation. So... It's more than just what we might be hearing in the common mass commercial media, which tends to focus on EVs and solar and EVs and solar. When in reality, this is a multifaceted issue and there are heaps of people working all around the world in all of these different realms, whether it's food freshness with labeling, whether it's robots for uh, wind turbine maintenance, or small hydropower in Africa, there are billions and billions of dollars being poured into every possible solution in every corner of the globe. If you'd like to get these regular updates on rounds of funding, then you too can sign up for email updates from ClimateBase. What ClimateBase also does is shares all of the jobs available out there in the climate sector. If you or someone you know is looking to make a change, 
then check out this list of all of the different types of jobs. Just like with the funding opportunities, there is a vast and diverse network of opportunities for people of all types, from marketing to admin to engineering to installation. This is some of the list of climate jobs that you can find on the Climate Base Network. Ascend Analytics is an innovative software and consulting company at the forefront of the renewable energy transition. Their software solutions provide decision analytics for power traders, resource managers, developers, and financers. They're hiring for business development, software engineering, a market analyst, energy analyst, people, and recruiting. Nine Dot Energy, Nine Dot's name, derives from the classic mathematical puzzle for sparking out-of-the-box solutions. As a leading community-scale clean energy developer with a growing portfolio of projects across a range of technologies, Nine Dot Energy is creating innovative energy solutions that support a more resilient electric grid, delivering economic savings and reducing carbon emissions. They are hiring for project development, regulatory affairs, accounting analysts. All of these are located in New York. Then Root Sustainability is a young software startup with the goal to unleash the sustainable potential of every business by building a software solution that enables companies to easily measure and reduce their environmental footprint. They are hiring an engineering lead for a fast-growing young startup. They're in the Netherlands, but they offer this as a remote position. Then Climatique is looking to hire. Enterprises and software companies leverage the Climatique stack to deliver sustainability features to clients. A range of intelligent endpoints enables developers to automate carbon emission calculations and map business data against emission factors. So similar to Root Sustainability, there are a lot of companies working hard to create software programs that will allow almost any business to quickly and accurately ascertain its carbon footprint and environmental impact. Then there's Station A. It's the first AI-powered clean energy marketplace that aims to make clean energy cheaper, more accessible, more transparent to everyone. Their mission is to transition the world to 100% clean energy. And they have several positions hiring for remote. You don't need to come into the office here in the U.S. Lead software engineer, director of engineering, energy solutions engineer, Isometric builds scientifically rigorous measurement and verification technology to confirm carbon removal claims are true. They're hiring in London and New York City more than a dozen positions. Then there's Blue Whale Materials. Blue Whale Materials is an American recycling company working toward a greener and more sustainable global battery supply chain. It's building a lithium-ion battery recycling facility, producing an ethically sourced stream of cobalt, nickel, manganese, and lithium in the first stage of a closed-loop solution for lithium-ion battery manufacturers. While they're located, uh, this project is in D.C., they're advertising a position that could be done anywhere for a business development and government relations manager. Then back to food, there is Afresh Technologies. Afresh is on a mission to reduce food waste and increase access to nutritious food globally by transforming the fresh food supply chain. 
Again, they are also using artificial intelligence. They say our AI-powered solutions optimize the grocery industry's food ordering, production, and merchandising processes. They're hiring in San Francisco multiple jobs, and many of the other jobs can be done remotely. From software engineer to director of product to sales director, they have a lot of openings. Then there is yourstake.org. Yourstake.org shows people the social and environmental impact of their investments and how to improve. They help financial advisors walk people through a sustainable investment journey, and they are hiring. They have several different remote positions for anyone in the United States. Early career salesperson, business development representative, project manager, back-end engineer, There are a lot of positions at a lot of companies in a lot of fields. There are some more here we're going to go through. Pela is designing waste out of the human experience. Pela has been around for over 10 years and has helped over a million customers make the switch to more eco-friendly products. And they are hiring for mostly remote positions, although they are headquartered in British Columbia. They are hiring for designers, engineers, managers, technical specialists, customer experience specialists, systems administrators. There are a heap of opportunities in the climate sector. Then there's MCE, Marin Clean Energy, just on the other side of the Central Valley. They're a nonprofit public agency that set the standard for clean energy since 2010. They offer renewable power to PG&E customers at stable rates, reducing energy-related greenhouse emissions and reinvesting millions of dollars in local energy programs. They are hiring several positions for people either in the Bay Area or willing to work remotely in California. Customer Program Manager for Energy Efficiency, Senior Legislative Analysis, Senior custom, Customer Programs Transportation Manager, a lot of opportunities. Then we go to ClimeWorks. ClimeWorks empowers people to fight climate change by permanently removing CO2 from the air with direct air capture technology. They're dedicated to purpose and are disruptive thinkers and they're hiring across Many departments, internships, data science, project management, operations, sales, chemistry, sustainability, and climate. Then Raptor Maps is hiring. Their mission is to enable the solar industry to scale efficiency. Raptor Maps is the leading provider of life cycle management software for the solar industry, supporting solar portfolio owners, asset managers, operations and maintenance providers, solar installers, and independent engineers. And as are most of these jobs, they are hiring people for remote positions, product managers, software engineers, and even an engineering intern. Well, the list goes on and on. SCS Global Services is a pioneer and leader in the field of sustainability standards and third-party certification. They're hiring for sales, supply chain operations, Charm Industrial has a mission to reverse climate change and return the atmosphere to 280 parts per million CO2. They convert waste biomass into carbon-rich bio-oil and inject it into permanent underground storage wells. They are hiring and located in San Francisco. Engineers, field operations, test engineers, even a head of people, they're hiring someone that's a position that's called head of people. So these opportunities are quite diverse. 
And for people that are wondering what's out there, there are a lot of different ways to find these. But I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the people that are making huge career change to demonstrate the type of personal action and hopefully to inspire others out there. So we're going to highlight an interesting article that was in Bloomberg called Meet the Climate Quitters. An ever-growing roster of people are leaving their jobs to pursue careers combating climate change. It says tackling climate change will transform the labor market with the right policies in place. More than 24 million green jobs could be created globally by the end of this decade, according to the International Labor Organization. But finding people to fill those roles quickly won't be easy. One survey from LinkedIn last year found that listings for green jobs have grown at an annual pace of 8% every single year since 2015. But green talent grew only 6% each year over the same period. That means that there is a bit more demand than there is supply of green workers. Well, one bright spot is many job seekers are now looking to work in companies aligned with climate goals. A 2021 Yale School of Management survey of 2,000 students across 29 business schools around the world found that 51% of these business students would accept lower salaries to work for an environmentally responsible company. 51%. That's a good sign because... Filling the labor gap will require both new skills and people leaving their existing jobs for new and rapidly evolving industries. A reckoning is needed across the workforce, and there are some signs it's already underway. This year, more people were employed by clean energy companies than by fossil fuels. Well, that's actually data for last year, 2022. That's according to a report by the International Energy Agency. That's the United Nations agency tasked with analyzing everything related to energy on the globe. And again, they say that more people are now employed by clean energy than by fossil fuels. There's also a growing roster of people who are quitting their jobs to tackle climate change. To understand the difficulties they face, And what lessons they're learning, Bloomberg Green put out a call for the stories of climate quitters. They got a lot of responses, and we're going to cover some of them here. Take the story of Laura Brown, whose neighborhood in Nashville, Tennessee, was wiped out by a tornado on March 3rd, 2020. The overall damage totaled $1.5 billion. She says we were basically climate refugees during the first part of the pandemic. And honestly, the tornado really put a fire under my butt that climate change is sort of no longer an issue that I can ignore. Brown's job contract was expiring. So instead of trying to renew, she went to business school, took extra classes on sustainability, and then searched for a new job. It took her more than six months to land one, which... She said was unexpected given how much she'd heard about the growing green economy. Many of the jobs Brown applied for required prior experience working on climate issues. Eventually, she did get one. Her advice to others seeking climate-related jobs is this. You just have to make the decision and then stick with it. We're in this for the long haul. There's a lot of really great, profoundly empowering work to be done. 
Well, many of the stories that Bloomberg heard were from people quitting the oil and gas industry. Jan Bonnerth said he left the Public and Government Affairs Department of ExxonMobil in Germany, moved to Sweden, studied sustainable development, and now works for a communications firm that champions clean tech. Dimitri Lafleur quit his role as a geoscientist for Shell Oil in Australia, got a PhD, and now works for the Australasian Center for Corporate Responsibility, where he assesses whether companies are aligned with climate goals. Well, a survey last year of 10,000 energy professionals done by the Global Energy Talent Index found that 21% of the current renewable energy workforce joined from another sector in just the last 18 months. That's right, one out of every five people in the renewable energy industry was working in a different industry a year and a half ago. And nearly a third of those came directly from the oil and gas industry. It also found that of the 10,000 energy professionals surveyed, 82% of respondents would consider switching to another energy sector in the next three years, and half of those favor a move into renewables. Lots of climate quitters did so in reaction to dire scientific reports. Catherine Cleary, a restaurant reviewer, left her job after reading the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change's 2018 report on what will happen if the world hits one and a half degrees Celsius of warming. She says, quote, I burst into tears at my desk. My youngest son at the time was eight years old. So that 12 years would bring him to literally becoming an adult, coming of age in a world that was rapidly becoming uninhabitable. So in 2020, she founded Pocket Forests, which helps people connect with nature in urban areas helping them to regenerate soil and plant native trees. Then there's Justin Kennedy. He quit his 22-year career as an oil and gas lawyer in Australia after reading the International Energy Agency's 2021 report, which said meeting climate goals will mean building no new fossil fuel projects. He now works for Sun Cable which is aiming to build a 4,200-kilometer undersea transmission line to take Australian solar power over to Singapore. He says, quote, The skill that I refined over many years, particularly in commercializing gas and natural gas projects, is directly applicable. I do have some sympathy for people who stay in oil and gas, but I think we're past the tipping point. The transition is happening. The roles will be there. Some people go to great lengths to act on climate change. Rebecca Cook quit her job in communications in London and moved to an off-grid island in New Zealand. There she lives completely powered by solar, gets her water from a nearby stream and much of her food from a vegetable garden. She now works as an energy and climate content writer. She says, I felt a real sense of renewed purpose from living in closer alignment with what I feel is right. And then there are choices that seem puzzling at first. Ben Batros quit his job as a lawyer, working on accountability for international crimes like 
war crimes, genocide, and human trafficking. Why? He says, with climate change, if we get that wrong, it basically doesn't matter what else we get right when you're looking at it on a generational timescale. He says there are other issues that we can come back and fix later. We can't do that with climate change. Those who do change jobs will need to be prepared for rapid developments in the green industries they join. Sandy Anuris left her senior vice president job at travel company Expedia to join solar deployment firm Sunrun as its chief technology officer. She said, when I first joined, someone said to me, welcome to the solar coaster, she says. In just her first few months on the job, there were dramatic changes in how solar power gets paid for, including the passage of the Inflation Reduction Act that extended U.S. tax credits for solar. Well, in the end, it won't be possible for everyone who cares about climate change to work on it full time, but climate quitting is far from the only way to contribute. Lucy Piper, who left her role at a travel company and is now director of Work for Climate, says those in jobs they can't quit should instead use their influence to change how the company they work for operates. She says the corporate sector is responsible for over 70% of global emissions, controls enormous capital that flows into the fossil fuel industry, and more importantly, has the power to lobby governments for progressive climate policy. She says so employees have so much influence over how corporations behave. Some companies will change, but many others will resist. That's what happened to Joe Daniel, who used to work for oil field services company Baker Hughes. He says, I pitched an idea that would help cut our refineries wastewater pollution in half. And best of all, it would actually save the company money in the long run. But the company rejected the idea because, he says, it risked making their wastewater permits more stringent in the future. He said, it opened my eyes to just how much policy had to be the driver for change and that most policymakers didn't have engineering backgrounds. Well, Joe Daniel eventually joined the Rocky Mountain Institute think tank, where he now works to influence policy. His advice to others, if something isn't working, it's always a good idea to try something new. Lastly, we'd like to close today's show by highlighting an inspiration young woman who has decided that even though she's a world-class athlete, that flying around the world to compete isn't necessarily the right thing to do. The Guardian reports that a promising teenage athlete has declined to represent Great Britain in a competition due to be held in Australia because she's concerned about the environmental impact of the associated travel. Her name is Ines Fitzgerald, and she's a leading endurance runner worldwide for her age group. She cited her deep concern over the issue in a letter to British Athletics, in which she asked not to be considered for selection for the World Cross-Country Championships. She wrote, To have the opportunity to compete for Great Britain and Australia is a privilege. However, it is with great regret that I must decline this opportunity. She says, I was just nine when the Paris Climate Agreement was signed. Now, eight years on, global emissions have been steadily increasing, sending us on a path to climate catastrophe. She emphasized their decision had not been an easy one. She said, it was nothing, though, compared to the grief I would feel taking the flight. 
She's previously represented her country in running meets held abroad, but traveled by bus and train from her home in the UK in order to participate in the European cross-country championships last month. Athletics Weekly reported that she took an overnight coach before catching a train to Turin via Paris. She and her family then took folding bikes along to ride between stations to keep costs down. She says, my family is as environmentally minded as I am. We live in a passive solar house on a small property growing fruit and vegetables, so my dad was happy for us not to fly. Aviation is the most energy-intensive activity we can do and explodes a person's carbon footprint. I don't want that on my conscience. Champions for Earth, an organization for environmentally friendly athletes, described her as a champion in more ways than one. They said it is clear that Innes has the steely determination and focus combined with the courage and clarity to face a reality quite different to athletes of previous generations. It added that she was seeking sponsorship to help with the extra costs associated with eco-friendly travel and competition. They said as a young person with Olympic dreams growing up during a climate and ecological emergency, she is balancing the dream of one day becoming a champion of the world with the determination to be a champion for the earth. British Athletics declined to comment. That's all for today's Climate Report, broadcasting and podcasting here on KVMR-FM and at kvmr.org every second and fourth Thursday at 6.30 p.m. I'm Martin Webb. For daily news headlines in between broadcasts, there's a Climate Report social media page. And as always, today's show will be archived and posted to the KVMR website for sharing and re-listening. For questions or comments, feel free to email climatereport at kvmr.org.